You guys, we are back from Seattle and we have the cutest news story to kick off this podcast with before we dive into some other fun stuff. Isn't that right, Ash? That's right. Are we pausing for our intro? Now would be a good time to do that. <laughs> okay. Okay, so we were in Seattle. Technically, we were staying on Bainbridge Island. Dallin and I went out there very spur of the moment. My mom was able to babysit. Tickets went on sale. And most importantly, we were able to stay there for free because my friend lives on Bainbridge Island. So nice out there. And it's beautiful. I went to Ireland once. It is. It just kept... Rem- all of these little towns along the coast of Seattle and like Washington and Oregon, they reminded me so hard of the little towns in Ireland. I've never been to Ireland. I would love to go. It's magical. It's just so green. And beautiful I mean, and we green. We live in Utah. And we just... The mountains have trees and stuff, but over there, there's just trees every single place that you haven't cut them down yet. And it's just... And they're humongous. So green. Here's the thing about the Utah Valley. There were never trees here. <laughs> in the mountains. In the mountains. But no, we live in this giant we valley live, that was a desert until and then, it was settled. Well, before it was a desert, it was a bracken salty lake. Yeah. Where it nothing went from could grow. Lake to not a lake. And now, and now there's a city here. And just nothing grows and here. And so just the vast difference in the amount of trees in the Pacific Northwest to Utah is vast. Do you want to know what my prevalent thought was the whole time? Just, man, it's so pretty there is what we're saying. My prevalent thought was, gosh, they wouldn't need a sprinkler system for any of their yards here. Do you guys know how much sprinkler systems cost? And how much water we need to pay for each month to water our yards? Making a patio in our backyard or grass grass. turf. Man, I would love to have a turf yard. Yeah. Someone in Washington had one and it was nice. Looked so good. I don't know how that works with animals. I don't know. Anyways, you guys, welcome to the podcast. We love having you here so much. Uh, it's just so much fun to hang out with you and cha- and talk and chill. I said chalk. Cha. Chalk and till with you. <laughs> so the news story we wanted to share, we saw it. It happened the day we were leaving or the news story was released the day we were on the ferry, on the water, living, leaving Seattle. And we were so intrigued reading it that we did not see a gray whale breaching right next right to next us. Right next to our ferry as we're going across from Bainbridge Island to Seattle. We've had our eye out for a whale the whole time. We never saw one. This news story, ironically, is about a whale. So we were just drinking it up. And as we are reading it, a whale apparently, a baby whale, breached. Of all things. And yeah, we missed it. ready so, to kill somebody. So the news story comes from Seattle. And <laughs> it happened literally yesterday as of this recording and in the beginning so of June. it's so amazing because... It's about an orca whale who had a baby. And this orca whale is a member of the J-Pod, which is like the local family of the Seattle. Whales have really cool names. They, like they're groups. I know. This, Usually it's just like a herd or a or like a group, but they get like a J-Pod, you know? Yeah. Well, there's, I think there's like A-Pod, B-Pod, C-Pod. And they're all, all cool. All the whales are named like J-1, Why don't we J-15. Call, we should change like the Dashley group should be like the Dashley pod. How about that? Is this why, why Steve Jobs named it the iPod? The intelligent family. Oh my gosh. He's from the coast. There it is. 
mystery the answered. intelligent is that what the i stands for i don't know i just figured it stood for something steve smart. you dog you. i don't even i've never learned why he named it the ipod but maybe he loved whales i know he ate a ton of fruit oh because you know it, he this was whale a, family is the j-pod uh-huh and the ipod is the ipod uh-huh the ipod family did you know that steve jobs was on a purely apple diet when he had to come up with the name of his computers and uh so he's like well let's call it apple so many things he was eating only apples about steve jobs are really awesome but the more i learned from about him so many things are super weird and strange he was a, he was a, and i don't he was think i would have been dude, his friend did a lot of drugs and he was a freaking genius and he was a marketing guru and he really like knew how to market products to what to like to people's motivations rather than just what it was he spoke to people's hearts i haven't finished the book all i know is the beginning where i learned that he did a ton of drugs and he went on crazy like fruit only diets and he didn't wear shoes or shower a lot and investors like didn't take him seriously because he showed up stinking super bad and and he was kind of a hippie I just thought you told me he didn't have a great relationship with his family. Well, that too. Yeah. Um, he was, yeah. Anyways, let's and get back I to the whales. And I stopped reading the book. I, I haven't gone back to it because I have read like five books at once and never finished most of them. Anyways, that was so, a big tangent. If you know why the iPod is named iPod and doesn't have anything to do with whales, please let us know. But for now, we're going to choose to believe that he was a big whale fan. Okay, listen. This whale baby is the first baby that's been born and survived in a long time in of the J-Pod in Seattle. That's good news. They're endangered. Um, I guess this year is kind of a hard year because there's a salmon shortage is what I've gleaned from my listenings to the locals. They it's like, I guess it's such an issue that some killer whales are killing other whales. Because they are not getting full on salmon. That's sad. Yeah. So just people be better. Recycle more. What's killing the salmon? I don't People are fishing them maybe. Are we killing the salmon? Well, worried. <laughs> we eat salmon. I love salmon. I know. Stop <laughs> eating salmon, everybody. Okay, we'll also do more research on what is killing the salmon and report back to you momentarily. The purpose of this podcast is just to introduce ourselves in a way that we, I don't think we really have and to just break down how we became who we are because we didn't plan on this being what we did. We kind of wake up shocked every morning that this is our thing. And I think our families do too. (laughs) (laughs) Like, whoa, okay. Yeah. It's, it's really funny. I mean, all of our, like our early followers, we just got another message just a little bit ago like it's so cool that you guys do this for a living and it just kind of i mean everybody like other youtubers we've talked to like you something you work so hard at and think it's so cool and once you kind of get there where it's your full-time job you're kind of like whoa youtubers are a funny group because for the most part and it's changing as social media becomes more of a job that people are growing up knowing about but the the old school people like one generation before us and kind of a little bit us, but I think we knew more about it to get into it than the generation of YouTubers before us. It's like they were just, it just happened to them accidentally. Uh And then they tried to make this job out of this weird thing that happened to them. 
like by mistake they grew an audience yeah so it's really funny to talk to them and to get to know them like no one's from like an elite school or anything no one like like, studied for this there's no No school yeah like people just like accidentally fell into this lake that was youtube or social media or instagram like set out what was why did shay carl start wasn't he the first big family vlogger yeah i don't know his story but i know like other people's story he does a podcast we should try to get him on our podcast yeah like other people just made a video because i think like ellie and jared wanted I think it started as like Ellie teaching how to do hair or something. And then and she's like a makeup genius too. Yeah. And then they had an audience. I don't know this for sure. I've watched them for a while. And this is kind of what I've heard. And they were having a hard time having a baby. So they just kind of wanted to share little pieces of that with their following. And then it just grew and grew and grew. And they grew more and more connected to these people who were watching them. And then suddenly they're just this amazing family vlog that's on top of YouTube. Yeah, Ellie and Jared are so nice. And we're finally getting to know some of these people and hearing their story. And it's ridiculous how similar our story is to theirs. So we just wanted to share our story. And <laughs> I just pulled up their YouTube channel. And it's right. Yeah, their URL for their Ellie and Jared YouTube channel is still youtube.com slash style by Ellie. That's how they got started. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not, sh- I don't want to say anything for certain, but just from watching them, that's kind of what I've gleaned. They started out just doing little things and then they started. A few others did that too. Cute yeah. girls hairstyles, right? Yeah. And then they started sharing about how like their struggles conceiving a child and then, and then it was raising and those children and now it's their now, family and, and dog and, and they're like so fun to watch. And they have a YouTube family of 1.6 million people and it's just nuts. That's so, so cool to see. And um, yeah, so today in this podcast, we wanted to just share a little bit about our story and how this happened to us and our goals and why we did this and how we started and where we are today and what our goals are like a year and five years from now. And we thought it'd be fun to talk about with you and with each other, because I always love talking about these things with Ashley. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, so I'm going to jump, I'm going to skip the whole like dating and courtship and marriage story. 
Those are all over our YouTube and Facebook videos. Like you can find those if you want them. And just get into Dallin and Ashley love each other so much. And we get married and we discover that to support ourselves, we have to work a ton. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, like that's paying what, for all you uh, learn in school is that you go to school, go to college, get a job and make sure it's a stable job with good benefits and work until you retire. I just feel like when we were dating, like we didn't have goals like save for retirement or build up our emergency fund or pay off our student debt. Like we didn't have those goals. It was just, let's go on as many dates as we can and have as much fun as we can and see each other as much as we want. And if we miss school or skip out on work, who cares? Cause we're just dating and having so much fun. Does this just mean that we're not responsible people? No, because we are, well, we are, we got married and suddenly we were like, okay, let's build an emergency fund. Let's pay off our car. Let's try and pay for college with cash instead of taking out loans. And we did that for the well. We, we took out one five thousand dollar loan for me. Yeah, and you had a loan for well, your. Well, then masters. we crashed our car, and then that paid for your next car. semester on accident. We crashed it oh, on accident. Oh, and that—that's how we went from two cars to one car instead of and buying we've another second car. Never gone back. <laughs> yeah, we used the yeah. insurance money to pay for your college. Uh huh. Um. Blessing in disguise. So Dal and Dallin was in college. I was done. I was teaching. So I would be teaching. Dallin would be at college. We were at the University of Utah, which was kind of pricey for us. Very. And then Dallin would work after school. So we saw each other like after. I think I would pick you up at seven. I would walk to the bank and pick you up. I worked at America First Credit Union, baby. I was in a the teller. Dan's grocery store. Uh huh. In Salt Lake City. It was like right down from the student housing at the University of Utah. And I would walk down there, go to work, just to Dallin do. would always call me if I was done with school and be like, Ashley, they just put the new sushi samples out. Get down there. <laughs> yeah. They've got bread samples. It's that sourdough. was back when we had a Costco card because we felt like we were justified in paying $50 a year. Is that what it is? Uh-huh. Because it would pay for our lunch every day that we went if we strategically went on sample times. Went and got samples. Yeah. Yeah, that was basically paying for our lunch. You're right. We were very poor. I mean, we weren't. We, I was very lucky to be married to you for many reasons. One of them because you were my sugar mama and you were a full-time kindergarten teacher, which was like helping us, you know, still live okay while I was going to college. But I feel like our Costco card was the beginning of something for us where if we were going to spend money on something nice, aka Costco, then we wanted to make it pay for itself. Right. So Costco was our first time where we did that. I just thought of that, where we were felt okay, justified in buying a Costco membership when we seriously couldn't afford one because we could milk it and pay for our lunches slash dinners for the whole year. Not to mention travel, tires, food court. <laughs> Gas. Gas. <laughs> Ask us more if you want to know also, how the Costco membership pays for night. itself. Like we would go there and just walk around. Seriously, yeah. Because we didn't have any chairs. You don't so go we to would Costco. go and sit in the chairs there. I saw a meme that says you don't go to Costco to buy what you need. You go to Costco for them to tell you what you need to buy. Exactly. But we just wouldn't buy anything. We would force ourselves to leave our wallet in the car or walk around without a car. And we would just go on dates to we Costco and samples, eat samples and sit in the chairs. And then we would go back out to our car and get my wallet and a cart and end up leaving with like $300 worth of stuff. Not always. We were good. <laughs> just sometimes. But yeah, so I guess that started a trend of us um, wanting to like make sure that like what we bought was We wanted was nice able things, to... but we didn't want to pay for them. Right. 
which who doesn't? Has, it is a whole new trend in our so life anyways, right now. Ashley and I, I've always been into video and photo and I made like videos in high school for the school with my friends, all but that nothing stuff. professional, nothing professional. When we got married, what made us want to get our first, like we just wanted DSLR to take camera. nice pictures. Yeah. Like, we just wanted, that was something I always wanted was to like have a nice camera. I like my family had grown up with cameras, but I'd always seen people with the nice like DSLR cameras. I was always so intrigued as well. Like at my brother's wedding, he hired Nathan Pickett, one of a one of the very very highly skilled wedding videographers here in Utah, and I was just watching that guy the whole time. I mean, I was hanging out too, but I would always look over and Besides like see what eating. he's doing and and eating. <laughs> Loved the food. Of course. Yeah. And it's just something that's always like been super intriguing to me. And I loved watching the video that he made the same day. I was like, how did this guy put together this amazing video in the same day? And now I'm watching of it on the, the screen. Wedding. I went and sat next to it and just watched it over and over at Kylan's reception while right. eating food. There he is. So we wanted to be able to take nice pictures of our family, which was a trend of documenting our family and having nice camera gear, I guess. Like we wanted to document our life for uh -huh. ourselves. For ourselves. And yeah, I obviously finally wanted to like own a nice camera of my own. So we bought a Canon T5i. Which is a nice camera, but turns out it's not the nicest. It's um, it's a big, like, it's an entry it just, level no, nicer camera. No, it opened camera. this door where we thought we were getting the nicest thing out there. And then suddenly there were like 70,000 <laughs> tears. <laughs> turns out it's like this beginner level DSLR. I mean, there's like little point and shoots and then there's ones with detachable lenses, you know, and that's like the entry level one where you can interchange lenses and and it's a it's a right. DSLR. And, and so we learned it's like 500 bucks. When buying a camera, it's not necessarily the DSLR camera that makes the difference. It's the lenses. Yes. So we bought and a 50 millimeter. There are so many options. <laughs> tons of lenses. We bought a, well, there was like the kit lens. And then we bought a 50 millimeter 1.8 little $100 uh, prime lens. And we discovered that that thing, if you can focus it right, takes like amazing photos with a nice blurry background and everything. And we started to get intrigued. So we started taking pictures and we realized that the pictures weren't looking a ton different than normal pictures. So we started, like we invested in a course on this, on lynda.com. Yeah. L-Y-N-D-A. Yeah, I started paying for that and I watched so many courses Dallin on there. watched it for hours. I would just, yeah, after I was done with my school, I would watch like photo editing because courses, at that photography point, courses, composition, lighting, working with a flash, video. I started watching the video courses, like learning all, all the different techniques about exposure, about aperture, those cameras are shutter speed, ISO, all those things. And yeah. that's where your pictures start to change. And when you start to like compose it right and have a focus point and have a lens where the background can get blurry. And we were so dedicated foreground. to this class, mostly Dallin. I watched it too, but it just wasn't my jam. Ashley liked me to watch it and then give her the gist of it. Exactly. That's basically how we rolled there that's as far it, as learning and like goes. You, that's how you roll with like kid products. Like what? I pick out the car seat and then give you the gist or I watch Pretty the much. installation video and give you the and gist. And up to this point, we've tried that with parenting and that hasn't worked. So we're both learning and studying that because that's not something that you can just get the gist about. Right. Well, I wasn't talking. Yes. Epiphany. I wasn't going there. That's the I method was just that we've been like using with seats. parenting. <laughs> Don't try that with parenting. Okay. Be all in on parenting, both of you. But we, that's the lesson that I just recently have got on board with. Okay. But we bought this course. 
it doesn't cost that much. Like it was a membership, uh-huh. like a Netflix membership. Almost. Well, yeah. Linda's only like what? 15, 20. I don't know. They've, they got bought by Microsoft and might be more expensive now. Um, I don't know. Because like the day after we bought our camera, I just feel like I look back on us and I'm just almost embarrassed that we did this. We put an ad in the newspaper. Oh, yeah. Which made it appear that we were like professional photographers. We didn't lie. We we put up our own photos. We had taken like photos of family and cousins. Which led to so many anxiety filled jobs uh, where we were pretending how to know how to do things. Our first job. I mean, we had put up photos that we actually took of like my friends. They were real photos. And they were nice. Like we we understood basics. They weren't great. It definitely wasn't like professional quality We also wrote in the description that we were wedding photographers. We said that we are are wedding photographers. We didn't say like but what makes you a wedding photographer Seriously. besides having I mean, a camera? There's no, bar- there's no qualifications you required. You had done one wedding. Anybody can declare themselves a wedding. F- that's why like reviews are so important and looking at a lot of their work. Now I say that eight years into it. Right. Where prices are much higher than they were when we started out. It's but we hard because when we compete with for, for a bride, like for a wedding, when we compete with other people. Now that it, we're like actual professionals. Like we're sitting there on the phone with a bride dissing all the people starting out. Who are us? We were just there, yeah, eight years ago. But you know what? They're charging a lot less, so they have an upper hand, I feel like. It's, um, yeah, it's a huge thing right now, especially in Utah. So many people declare themselves like professional videographers like Like we did. Like us. Once you buy a DSLR. And I mean, anybody can go online and learn. And it's a very hard market to make a name in for yourself. I mean, it took us three years to start making a profit. Like after three years, we started making a profit. Like... Because all the other money that we made, we just kept buying all the gear, gear. that I needed. And then I got better camera, better uh-huh. lens, better camera, better lens, and then another camera. And just like stuff. for the record, there were times when people offered, like family members offered to spot us money to buy the next gear that we wanted. And we were, it was like, for me, it was a hard no. I just wanted to like grow organically and as yeah. slow as we needed to grow so that we didn't go into any debt. Uh-huh. And Which so, I think was a great choice for us. Yeah. So we did little jobs like some fina- uh, financial advisor firm hired us <laughs> to go take headshots. And we brought paper as the background. Staff. And we were like, oh, yeah, we can yeah, do that. Yeah, sure. We don't have to and do headshots. And so I studied up on headshots, studied up about posing, lighting, direction. We bought like a reflector. Didn't and know how I to showed use up, that one. And I showed up and I did. And we took solid pictures of them. We said yeah. that we could do it, kind of like a little Grant Cardone approach here. We said that we could do it, and then we learned everything we needed to and went and then did awesome, and they loved the photos. Do you remember when we, was it $1,000? What? We booked a $1,000 wedding. Our first $1,000 wedding? There oh, was my this gosh. In, an Indian couple. Definitely undercharged for it was that. A, like, it a was a cultural, like, culturally, event. what do you call it? Like a Indian... It was a traditional Indian Traditional wedding. Indian wedding. Yeah. Down at the Hare Krishna temple. That's real. In um, they do the color throw there. Yeah. yeah, and we were thought we were getting so much money. I was like, oh my gosh, our first thousand dollar wedding. This is crazy, like, Ash. Me? It's happening. Put it on the spreadsheets. Yeah. Maybe we'll be in the green. Ashley's like, have we, have we paid off all of our gear yet? And so, of course, we probably went and bought another camp. I don't know. Did no, we? I don't know. Anyways, it was a two day wedding. Like, we were filming for forty eight hours. Gosh, no, we, we had, did photos that day. Oh, they hired photos. a videographer. Took yeah. so many pictures. So many pictures, but it was cool. It was our first thousand dollar event. And then he wanted me to stay for extra hours on the second night. And yeah. so I told him that would cost What was more. your hourly rate then? What I told, it was like, I think I told bucks? him a hundred dollars per hour. He wanted, 
me to stay two more hours. So there, we made 1200 on that wedding. We thought we had died of happiness. Gosh. Yeah, that was, that was like, like the we most hit the big money. times. It's just funny because now when like we get $1,000, people who are like, that's my budget. And we're like, nope. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. No, like it's, we know the, we know our value. We know the market. Like, um, yeah. Just Anyways. time. But yeah, when we were just starting out, we thought a thousand was That's so what much. happens when you start out. Like you have, you have to sweat do, equity. You have to do what you need to do to get a portfolio to show people that you're good. Uh-huh. So you got to do the first few for free or for really cheap. And we basically got these leads from paying for an ad on KSL. I did a lot of SEO work on our little Squarespace website and tried to work our way to the front page of Google. Now, when you type in Utah wedding videographer, I show up like first on the maps and one of the first ones in the results as Ashley Dallin films. High five. It's sweet. Learned that on an SEO course on lynda.com as well and Pluralsight. It's kind of sad though, because we turned down a lot now because we just don't have time to do all of them. I know it's, it's like, I, have like built this... I seriously have like 40 inquiries on in my inbox that I haven't responded to, which is fine. A lot of people do that. Like when you kind of get to a point where you can make a little bit more per wedding, you stop doing as many weddings, yeah. which is a fine thing. Like it's not me. Well, and we have all these other down. things that we're trying to work on right now. And weddings aren't our end game and making our own videos and well, podcasts. they were, and then they we... used to be. Yeah. Yeah, so weddings were always getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, that was our goal. Like our goals, we started weddings initially to just pay off our camera. Yeah, but and then that happened, and well, we also after our first wedding, which we charged three hundred dollars for, that I, was a uh, steal. That was such a steal. Two photographers, two photographers all day for three hundred bucks. Oh my gosh! But and their pictures were pretty. Oh, yeah, I we still did great. think they were pretty. We did really good. I mean, we we told them we would do it, and then we learned a ton. We studied poses. We we like learned photo editing, got some presets to edit the photos, and we did a solid job for three hundred bucks. And oh, yeah, and they tipped the, us. They liked us. They did. They did tip us. Yeah. So it ended up being three hundred fifty bucks, and we went to dinner that night after the reception. That was fun. And then I realized, holy cow, this is really fun, and we're good at it. So at that point we realized like the dollar signs came into our eyeballs, like one of those moments that we could make actual money from this and not just pay off our camera. Cause our initial end game was just to pay off our camera and then quit and just take pictures of our family. So we kept the ad on KSL. We got an ad on wedding wire and we started getting weddings rolling in pretty consistently. And we started making like good money. We paid for Dallin's entire college with wedding money. We never went into debt. Like we paid, our first car off i'm pretty sure with wedding no not with wedding money no oh not with wedding money but we did do college are you talking about the crv i don't know there were so many cars <laughs> we bought so many stupid cars no we the first car we paid off was our forester so like our third car we paid off with wedding money okay that's what i meant i guess yeah so at that point our game, five years later by the way yeah five years later our goal is just to do weddings and that was our goal eventually Dallin would quit his job And we would have our own business, be self-sufficient, and be like kick-A wedding videographers. Um, We had kids, and it didn't work great with our life. No, definitely not. As like, we had George, and I was still doing weddings on the weekends, and some weekday Suddenly, like this super fun thing where Dallin and I could do it together, and hang out together all day, and be creative, and make something together. I stayed home, and Dallin would go. And he, it was like, it's long days. Uh-huh. And it just wasn't working. 
But we were still like, we can do this. Maybe one day we'll hire a second shooter. Our kids will be older one day. Let's keep going and like power through the sucky time. Which leads us into last year, my busiest year ever of weddings. You're missing a part. Which led us to starting trying to become more competitive so that that he could could quit his job. Which Oh, so that I wasn't gone all day during the weekdays and then all day during the weekends. And all evenings because you were doing pre-shoots and everything after work. Uh So our goal became for Dallin to quit his job. So we wanted to be more more competitive. And the way to be more competitive is to somehow entice these people who you have never met to like you more than someone who has been doing wedding videos longer than us. (laughs) We were were still like a new name. So Uh it was our great goal to somehow like endear ourselves to these brides who were inquiring with us but we were losing them all to the same group of three like seasoned wedding videographer veterans yeah and so our angle was like um you want us to be there because we're good but also we're like really friendly gonna be fun 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 people to have at your wedding because it's a really personable job like you're in there as they're getting ready with their best friends and their closest family like you're in the room with them we wanted to like, get you got to get them feeling comfortable circle. with you even if your work isn't quite as good as the pros in utah you want them to we wanted them to feel like they could trust us and that they liked us right because we were already less money than the, the three pros and we were almost to their quality of greatness but we just didn't have the like legacy that we just they needed, had. It, we hit a plateau i feel like you know kind of uh-huh. like like the middle level yeah. And to, we wanted to jump to like the, the high, high end level. where we could charge more and just have a lot more, a lot more incoming, you know, inquiries for our work. So like many millennials, we turned to social media. Yeah. So we wanted people to be able to get to know us better. So we started like making little videos about us, like what's about up, our family, like just about us so yeah. that when they went to our wedding page, they could like get to know us. And, and then be like, so we had on our about a section of ashleydallinfilms.com. Like, check out our YouTube channel to learn more about us right. personally. And we want, just wanted them to realize how fun and chill and cool we are and how, like, how seamlessly we would fit into their wedding picture. Basically, we'd be like another family member at their wedding. Uh-huh. Or and, a friend. And that's when we started vlogging. And so we just made some, like, If our you first go back, videos, like, the first videos are just kind of like musical compilation videos. Because that's what we were used to making, like, wedding highlight films. We uh-huh. would kind of talk, and a lot more of the clips were, like, muted, put to music. Uh-huh. Just because that's how wedding videos They're are. They're super cute. I almost like them better. <laughs> just because <laughs> it's so it really cute. curated. Yeah. And I like that look. And we did it with all the professional gear, which is not... Ideal I, I was to carrying t- around to tr- this like to super track big, around. Yeah, I was carrying around this big DSLR with my sixteen to thirty-five like two point eight <laughs> lens. It's like a sixteen hundred dollar lens, mm-hmm. and that was really heavy. That was a it's lot just to and vlog it's like with. carrying around seven thousand dollars to uh, like a water much, park. Still, yeah, that's a lot. Of Depend money. well with the new one. I mean, how much? Well, yeah, we're not vlogging with our new stuff. Yeah, no, but like if we wanted to keep vlogging that style and that quality, you have to bring the nice gear. And if you have ever vlogged, you know that cameras get dropped hundreds of times. Oh my gosh. And it's just painful. It's a miracle that our current camera, Sony a6500 still works. That thing is solid. Yeah. It's fallen off the counter. It's fallen off TV stands. It's just fallen George so and James times. are always whacking it. Uh-huh. Weather. Terrible. So our goal at this point was just to grow our wedding business. But as we started vlogging, 
we kind of started to meet people who were also vlogging or people who knew big people, big vloggers. And we met a Found big. out that we were vlogging and they would introduce us to these big people. And that's when we started realizing. We were like, wait a minute. <laughs> like what it could become. Like, let's see. We love making videos. Weddings can be pretty stressful. Mm-hmm. The thing I love most about weddings is making creative, fun videos. I mean, I love providing this solid, like this amazing video that these people are going to treasure for the rest of their lives. That's really fulfilling to me. But we but love also, making videos of ourselves vi- more. Being a wedding videographer or photographer is a highly stressful job. Schedules are always changing. It's just once Things in a lifetime moments. Things are running moments. late. All these once in a lifetime moments only happening once that you have to capture or else like the bride has lost that moment forever. Like that happening over a span of eight hours is really stressful. Yeah. So um, I was like, whoa. We were talking to um, Steve Yeager of the Shot of the Yeagers, one of our friends. So awesome. And he is... He was the one who looked at us and was like, you guys could do this. He's like, you guys have all the skills. You're fun. Or he was the one who... He was like, yeah, I was able to quit my job and you could too. He kind of just helped us see the light. Like, wow, this can actually be a career. Mm -hmm. Like we had never... We we knew about YouTubers, but we still didn't quite get it. Like, how, how do these people make money? I don't get it. Like, we walked out of that lunch meeting just with our jaws on the ground. We were like, oh my gosh. Just and like, he kind of hinted at how much money he was making. Like, he has like millions of followers. And we were like, holy cow. Like, at that point, we that's were just his like, full-time job. I know. We just wanted to be able to buy fruit and not... We feel wanted like, to pay, like pay for our mortgage, you know. Yeah, and like buy pay, like p- p- like buy our nice car- fruit. That was my goal. I just wanted to yeah, buy just nice fruit. fruit from Costco and she not buy feel like I was like splurging or breaking our budget. Yeah, so we started looking a lot more into this. We went to like um, we went to Vid Summit. Well, we didn't go, but we bought the replays. Vid Summit is like this YouTuber conference that happens every year, put on by Daryl Eves. We dove in, we learned, we looked at Daryl Eves' videos, we watched Casey Neistat videos. We just tried to, and we just not like we tried to copy anyone. We just we knew what we wanted to do with our videos, but there's just like a way to package them for YouTube for it to work better on YouTube. Like we didn't know what a thumbnail was. We didn't know if it, like we didn't understand like that titles matter. Well, we didn't really t- understand the art of storytelling. Like we're, we're never fake. We never, we're not just like acting. We're still capturing our lives, but we just kind of put the video together in a story form well, because it's, just it's like funner to watch. Photos. Like we like taking photos, but we had to learn about composition and lighting and, and with vlogs, like to, to, to like share the story you're wanting to share if like for people to watch it and be and then think it was something that had worth then you have to have a story you have to have a beginning a middle and end you have to have audio and like, it just makes it funner to watch you have I mean, to know how still, to edit a lot it. of people i'm sure would watch if if it wasn't like a well-told story but i mean it's just funner to watch like with Moana, for example, you know what we watch happens. Moana and we're like this. We're is just like just... they are just genius storytellers. You you learn at the very beginning that there's a problem, something's happening, and everybody on this island is going to die if something if this isn't fixed, there's if funny the heart moments, isn't returned. But, like it has all the moments, and, and it's so just Moana becomes woven. the hero, and she has like this mentor to help her out throughout the whole. And anyways, it's and you know what needs to happen, and the consequences if it doesn't happen. 
and but and like you're but led like through they, this whole adventure. The story of Moana could be a seven hour story with with like terrible shots, and it would be the same story as the Disney story of Moana. They just have perfect shots seamlessly woven together to perfectly and concisely tell this story. It's simplified and intensified is what it is. That yeah. is like the theme that Ashley and I keep going Which back to. Which is kind to of the theme of our life. When like we film and Simplify edit. your dreams and, and intensify. intensify your efforts. Yeah. And just... We try to simplify and intensify everything basically. Keep on... Keep it moving. So like now we just kind of have that in mind as we're filming... Because we don't want to, we don't always have a camera rolling. Like we still have precious like family moments where the camera isn't rolling and we film some things too and tell stories, but we, uh, we wanted our vlog to be, you know, we like, we love storytelling. We love making videos that are fun for us and other people to watch. And our vlog kind of started out without a purpose. Yeah. It and was, it was just kind of us putting like clips together. It was little things like we'd no, go on a bike ride was, or go on a hike or. But like our purpose was just to record to record Something. and make some fun my family like, as we kept videos. going vlogging is really a long game like it's a long long game uh-huh. and you need a purpose and we've evolved to keep wanting to pick up a camera instead of just living every moment in the moment uh-huh. like, you need a purpose and we just as we've grown and as people have reached out to us the things we've heard them say have it's that's what's given us our purpose like we've had so many people write us letters and not in like a braggy way, but they've said just the most touching things of how just watching our little family has like encouraged them to to break a chain, like to break a chain of dysfunction and to try with when they have a family to try and like, like be happy to have a happy, have a happy family or create a family that they never had. Or, yeah. or to, just, like so many people that struggle with anxiety and depression just write us and say that they feel happy when they watch our videos or, just or they, they feel, feel lighter. Loved. And I get that. Like I, when I went to college, like far away from home, I remember I would like f- try and find shows that helped me feel at home. So uh-huh. when I was alone and sad, I could watch them and just not feel alone. Yeah. And the, and for me to be able to give that back to somebody is just precious. And I never even realized that we were doing this for so many people but until we just keep getting these messages, I'm like, holy cow, like we're able to be an of like an influence for good by just kind of being ourselves on camera and sharing our lives and our experiences and our highs and our lows with other people. And we we are fulfilled by like our desire to make fun videos and the art of storytelling and to craft like story driven videos. And also it's so meaningful to know that these videos are helping people throughout the world to just feel love, to smile, to just brighten up their day a little or bit. That just know, makes like, me so happy. By watching our issues to to not to know that they're not the only one experiencing uh-huh. problems with a marriage or problems struggles with children and parenting and mm-hmm. all of these things that we felt like we don't we're not watching a, a vlog. I mean, we watch some but like the we felt alone in so many of these struggles that we had. And, and then when we got brave enough to kind of share a second of that, to be more vulnerable on our vlog and, and our hear, podcast, that's when we would hear from so many people just like, so thank many you. of you guys saying like, thank, thank you, you for, so much. Like we're going through this and we didn't know what to say or do. And just knowing that you, that we're going through that encouraged them because like they knew that they weren't alone. 
and that it made me realize that we weren't alone too. And it's so you guys have helped us just as much as you say that we've helped you. And so like, we're so grateful for you and we love doing this and we're not professionals. We're not like geniuses. We, um, we just share what we're doing. Like we're sharing our journey with you. But suddenly we have this profession with a purpose that we like a hundred percent are behind and just like, are like is so in our hearts like sharing what sharing like our family is sharing what love looks like and what for us like i know it's different for everyone one thing that so many people say is like they appreciate how real we are and i makes me so glad to hear because we've always said we don't want to put up a front or act like we're perfect we want to be real. We want to share the struggles yeah, TV's and things. TV's gross that, these days with how fake it is. Yeah, bugs me. And even social media. Just like, like you get on Instagram and you can just feel so depressed about your life scrolling through like the search tab. I can't tab. even describe to you how many emails I get on it. Like I'll film a vlog where I don't wear makeup. Hashtag every vlog. <laughs> just because I never like I put on makeup to go somewhere. But I feel like the majority of moms are not putting on a full face of makeup every day. Yeah. Or even doing your hair. Which is I... Like the Ashley braid, I mean, <laughs> I'm almost like embarrassed because the Ashley braid is just, hey, I didn't brush my hair today and I think this braid looks good Yeah. or like looks like it's the lazy braid. You guys all call it the Ashley braid, but it's just the lazy braid. It's well, my kids Ashley pull braid. my hair while I nurse. So I braid it this way. And so many people latch onto that because you're real and people love you so much. And I try to be that too. I'm not as good as at expressing my emotions and true feelings as you. I'm getting better at it. I like to believe, but um, I feel like our last podcast where we talked about our the one titled "You Mad Bro," I feel like that one I was more vulnerable than I have been in a while. Mm-hmm. And people wrote out to me and told me like, "Thank you for that," and which I appreciated and made me feel good. I'm working on being more vulnerable and and honest about my emotions and feelings. And it, well, it's weird. Like the more I record and put out myself in these things that would normally embarrass me. Like my hair isn't done or my makeup isn't on, or I have like food all over my clothing, the more positive, I mean, like there's haters, but like so many positive affirmations. And like now when I look in the mirror, I don't, the voice in my head that used to be like, Oh, you're not that cute. Like it's quieter than it ever was. And like the voice, like the embarrassment, like feeling like a schmuck when I go outside, like I don't feel that way anymore. Like I'm just like, prouder and bolder and like i just don't care what haters say anymore yeah i I just i feel like i'm a braver person because of my vlog and i'm just so much more comfortable to be myself you definitely are and i and i'm like not saying like makeup is bad or anything like none of that is bad it's just like that was never something i was passionate about or wanted to do just because of me i'm just me that i never but I always felt like I had to do that. And now I don't like, I'm just like, like, I'm just cool with what I like. And I just do what I like now. You and Billie Eilish. Me and Billie. <laughs> I'm so scared of her. <laughs> yeah, no, I admire that. And, and then something that Ashley's always had a strength of, uh, of, well, she's better at it now than ever, but you haven't, you've always not cared as much about what other people think about. No, you. but I have like my whole life. It just seems like I've grew up thinking or worrying a lot more about what other people were. No, thinking I about used to me. be crippled by it. Like I would cry in shoe stores. Well, you just made because so much I wouldn't progress know. That then. Like as a kid, like I would break down because I couldn't make a decision because I wanted to decide on what people would like the best. Yeah, 
No, way too many of my decisions growing up and and even in my 20s were like, what will my family or friends think about me if I do this? If you're a shy person, like vlogging your life is like jumping into the pool instead of putting a toe in. Yeah. And you're just able to swim way it's, faster. It's because... also like a dichotomy because you're talking to people, but you're not because you're just talking to a camera. Uh-huh. It's so easier like than Ashley, I, I have witnessed her come out of her shell. But if she was talking to actually the number of people that watch her videos, it would it would be pretty different. Don't you think? Yeah. And it's like, like it's a like stage? a social experiment, like things we never would have thought people would love so much about us. Like the things people love so much about us are the things we like have spent years trying to hide like For real? the fact that i wear socks with with birkenstocks yeah i used to think that was the most like get uh i used to think that was the most like hick thing to do like redneck i grew up in georgia <laughs> <laughs> yeah like just like country and so many once whenever we thing. post a video of you but i love doing you it in your socks and your birkenstocks so many of you guys write us and say oh <gasps> Me too. And then you guys take pictures but of your feet I'm and like, send them to us. Now I'm just like, you know what? Dallin will be like, what sh- how should I do my hair? Or like, like, what do you think of these pants? And I'll just be, like, my answer is always just do whatever makes you the most happy. Wear whatever you like. And I'm just cut like, cut your hair the way you want it cut. Thank you, Ash. I will. Like, well, you shouldn't care what I think. Like, I like you. I like your stuff. Well, but... I appreciate that's all. It's just me appreciating no, I know, but your input. You I know, have, but I'm, also, you're like I'm always style, like, you're I like, like your hair this way, but it's more important for you to do how your hair, how you like it. I just, I just appreciate your style input. That's I know, all. but I always, I feel like I always follow it up with, but that's just me. Like my opinion doesn't matter. Like, yeah, you do do what you want to do. Yeah. So I have also stopped worrying so much about what other people will think of me or what I think others are thinking or will think and just like, blah, just be Dallin. And it's, it was just, it's just so freeing to me to just like do what Dallin wants. Be Dallin. I feel like do be the best Dallin that you can be. And it's just very a freeing feeling. And the more Dallin that I be and the more Ashley that you be, yeah, the more Dallin that I am and the more Ashley that you are. Well, that's the, the thing. more the more the, you guys like resonate with it and respond to it. And it's just the opposite of how so many people think they should be on Instagram. I mean, you watch these documentaries about high schoolers. If they don't get a certain number of likes within like the first 10 minutes and they just delete their picture because it must not have been good enough and they feel like people make fun of them for it. And like Instagram is thinking about even removing the number of likes a photo has because of the I mean, huge problem like, that it's become. Look at Billie Eilish. Like, sh- I feel like her social media strategy or her music strategy slash appearance strategy is just to do the exact opposite of what is on trend. Yeah. She was on Ellen yesterday Wearing in who what knows looked like what? Chinese pajamas with blue hair <laughs> and nails. But like now people are looking at her and saying, maybe that's They're the like, next I don't trend. have to act. I don't have to put on this front. But every, I think that's her. I have to be perfect. That's her shtick. Like she does things. And that's why so she many people the are resonating with her. In. Right. That's why so many people are resonating with her. She's literally She's always like on the, the top only girl lists. out there who actually looks comfortable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And everyone well, likes to be people comfortable. People are sick of the fakeness on internet and social media and on TV. Like less and less money is getting put into traditional TV ads all the time and more and more are getting put into the like the YouTuber like Instagram market of people that like are trustworthy. Mhm. And that's like the new, 
way to look at the bachelorette hannah b is the most real girl that they've ever chosen for real like she is just a real girl but not that the other ones weren't but she's not like she's not putting up a she's not putting up any friends and she's she's not not, like trying to be anyone who she's not and she's not the bachelor has even done vlogging yeah they've started to incorporate like giving the people their own cameras and going and talking they've started Mm -hmm. to do that yeah and the cool thing about like marketing dollars being pushed to like influencers and youtubers is that if they're actually good youtubers and influencers they won't take those marketing dollars unless it's something that they truly think is a good product and so i guess be careful who you're following and like our commitment to you guys like what we've always said is that we're never going to promote a product that we wouldn't naturally buy or promote anyways even if we weren't getting paid for it Uh and so it's like a win-win-win all around because like you have like people that follow us are naturally interested in things like Ashley went and bought cups and plates from Target. So many people in the Dashley club slit, like we're posting pictures of their new cups and plates. They're good. And we didn't even get paid from Target to do that. But like, we just honestly love those things. So we get companies all the time. Like, will you please promote this Amazon product? What was the last or thing or someone that? asked you to promote? Like, oh, the male hair one? <laughs> male <laughs> grooming kit. And they said they were going to give us like thousands of dollars and i'm like yeah i'm not promoting a male grooming kit i told kit. them to i, I was never pro grooming kit video ashley <laughs> wanted me to i'm like i am not going to because talk about it would have been hilarious i groom myself <laughs> your brothers would have died oh my gosh yeah so <laughs> it wasn't for your hair there's on your other head, awesome just YouTube- for the record right. it wasn't for head hair nope so like and there's other awesome youtubers that uh are in the same boat like dan markham of what's inside he told a similar story like there was this company we wanted to pay him thirty thousand dollars i mean he has millions of subscribers and they wanted to pay him so much money to promote something that wasn't really in line with their brand or what they felt what they what who they were or their integrity and um they turned it down just like yeah i'm not posting that for 30 grand and it's just really it's just really cool the and and a lot whatever his was was probably a harder choice than the (laughs) male the personal male grooming kit for real 30 grand is a lot of money (laughs) how would we even video that (laughs) right that's exactly (laughs) the whole video would just be me laughing and your voice in the background being like like, oh ow ow ow." (laughs) (laughs) oh okay this is nice (laughs) if any of you are creators who have promoted (laughs) this product more power to you. It just wouldn't really fit on our vlog. I, so I don't we just think. didn't understand how we would do that. Maybe we didn't put enough thought into this. Is it just Maybe a picture a really of me funny like video. holding Dallin's hand and being like, <laughs> our lives are so much better because of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. So like we're working with Shipped. We love Shipped. We work with Costco. We love Costco. We work with HelloFresh. We love HelloFresh. Like all the companies that we partner with to promote things are all things that we love. And that's the coolest way kids bop i used to love that as a kid yeah kids bop yeah so it's it's really it's the world and the marketing world is is being forced by good old capitalism to get more authentic and real and less and less money is going to traditional tv and i think it's awesome yeah so our challenge to you guys is just if you feel like you're hiding any part of yourself like i think social media is a wonderful thing and the bad side of it is it can that be like people, the best thing or the people worst thing. put up a front even if it's a little front, they put up a front. So if you feel like you're putting up a front, like maybe just be authentic for a week on social media. Just try it. Do a little social experiment 
just for one week like take off the Even face filter yeah, making your skin perfectly smooth like, you know like be, like don't wait to brush your hair if you have something to say like say it and don't wait or like if if you take a picture of a wonderful moment that you love but you are like oh my gosh i think i might have a double chin in that picture or you oh still geez post like it. it's not my best angle just post it because like, it's about so the moment. many of your followers or and friends your fa- your, or family uh, everybody has followers yeah as so many i was just that's what i meant family and friends who are following you on social media they're like oh I'm, she posted that i can post one of my double chin photos that i've been wanting All to post saying is it's okay to look like a normal human yeah and because it instantly makes anybody who follows you big number or small number feel more comfortable whatever your circle of influence is if you are more real on social media you affect those people and make them feel better about themselves and stop stressing so much about what other people think because of your example Just basically don't like this is all Gary Vaynerchuk says. He's a big thought leader in social media space. He's like, people worry so much and are crippled by what their parents will think about them if they do something or what their sibling will think about them or their friends will say about them if they ex, do something or their, or their ex or their frenemy, whatever. And it's like, but that is the thing that's really going to make them happy if they do that thing. And they're holding themselves back because of what others will think of them if they do that. And that's like, and he's always like, that is the saddest thing. And so like our challenge to you is to go and do that thing that you would do if nobody would, if you didn't care about what other people think, or if your family was no longer here or something like every celebrity, like that's what they did. They basically did that. put themselves out there and they were themselves. Any celebrity, any actor, for example, probably went against their parents' advice. They put themselves up for judgment. (laughs) Of going to college and becoming, you know, whatever. And they like went out and lived poor for a while trying to make it as an actor. I'm sure a lot of them had really supportive parents too. But all of like we like. And our parents are very supportive. Let me just throw that out there. As a culture, we idolize celebrities. But all a celebrity, I mean, like, yeah, they wear a lot of makeup and, but like, they are just following their truth and they're putting it out there and more and more celebrities are being more and more real than ever before. Mm-hmm. Like JLo just started a YouTube channel. Yeah. Or like, but like Taylor Swift and Ariana Grande, like Taylor Swift makes fun of herself all day for being a cat lady. Yeah. And everybody loves her and for that. And people love it because most people are cat ladies. Yeah. Like, and they've just been hiding it because they don't want to be weird. Or or seem weird. But in reality, everybody is their own kind of weird. And you just got to stop hiding it because people are grateful when you show you're weird because it makes them feel more comfortable to show they're weird. You think you're like... Got that from J.P. Sears. Nice. But like you think you're the only one out there like you. Like the only one out there with this problem or the only one out there with this talent or the only one out there with this interest that you think is so weird or different. But you're not. Like there is a whole niche of people out there. People will resonate with your realness. Uh Uh-huh. They will. They're hiding the same thing about themselves that you're hiding about yourself. Uh Uh-huh. And when you share that thing, that will make them feel better about themselves. And it'll make you feel better about yourself. And it'll make you feel better about yourself. Because suddenly you're not hiding. Suddenly you're more self-accepting and suddenly you have more self-confidence and suddenly you don't care as much about what other people think. And suddenly you're just like, I'm going to live my life today and be the best down that I can be. Be the best Ashley that I can be. Be the best... Whoever. And like, we're not perfect at this, but it has changed our lives. Like just being okay with who we are and not being, and just like being bold and brave. Mm -hmm. Not just on social media, like outside of that. Yeah. A hundred percent. 
I'm more real with my relationships. Like, um, it's just super healthy. It's been really healthy for us to, to not try to put up a front, but just be real and share our realness. Mm -hmm. This turned into more of a motivational thing than I thought it would. It did. But hopefully you got but, something hey, from this. Hey, it didn't this. turn into us talking about how hard parenthood is. There we go. Which is a <laughs> something gold star different for, for us. this podcast. <laughs> yeah, but our next podcast is going to be all but about for real, that. guys. It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, this is fun, Ash. You're awesome. Yeah, you're great. Um, thank you guys so much for being part of the Dashley family. We love you so much, and really do feel like we're just this big family and i wish there were some way for all of us to get together somehow and have a big family reunion something so, that ashley and like i like a meetup yeah like a meetup what does michael say or dwight like a like all, a, all my kids have grown up and gotten married to each other no like what? oh like a net what? dwight like a net like a really big net it's a quote from oh. the office yeah. Um, so Ashley and I just went to Seattle and just made us really want to be more proactive about when we travel to places to organize meetups. And here in Utah, we need to just Yeah, we plan were going to do that in Seattle, but we failed. But we did meet a lot of you out there because we met like people every people day. People said hi to us every day. Like people messaged us, said that they saw us, but were too scared to say hi. <laughs> Please don't feel that way. We love to say Our hi to Our friends were like, who are you guys? I know. They were like, wow, like you guys... We were know like, a lot of people. It's just the Dashley family. It's the Dashley family. Chill out. They're like the coolest people in the world. Chill out. Palm yeah. trees for life. Palm trees for life. So we're going to be better about meetups so we can actually connect in person because that's something that we want to start doing more. Thank you to our supporters. You also, mean so much to us. You help us out in supporting our work tremendously. And we're so grateful. What were you going to say? Uh, final note. If you know anyone in the Utah Valley area who is looking for a town home, <laughs> We are selling ours. selling ours and our deadline between for the like we sell ours and seamlessly move into our new house. That deadline is in fast eight days approaching. Yeah. So basically our house needs to go under contract in eight days or else we're going to have to either rent our house or just or not be able to move into our new house. Fun fact. Fun fact. Mortgage companies do not like you to have two mortgages. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, on that note, we'll see you guys later. Hey, bye. Take it all in, try to eat each other, build a big